92.9 Triple M. Hello, it's Dave Michelle Persfield, alternative for breakfast. New year, new us, 2024. And this has just come across the desk, the 2024 Sex Trends Report. Some new trends in here. Now, we are not experts in this field. It just keeps (laughs) tripping around. We're back to the 80s now. Changes, repeats. No bush, you know, you never know what's happening. Uh, so here to inform us is male sex coach from the Love Honey Group, Cam Fraser. Cam, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Very well. Now, Cam, I've got to ask first up, how do you become a male sex coach? Mm. Well, what's your background? Uh, well, I certainly didn't want to become a male sex coach when I was a little boy. That wasn't on my... I was really interested in psychology. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to go into counselling. I actually wanted to become a clinician. And yeah. um, as part of my training, I was introduced to human sexuality. And uh, through my personal life, I was introduced to yoga and to some uh, meditation mm-hmm. and to massage. And I was really intrigued by the overlap between counseling and psychology and all these like really alternative holistic healing modalities and uh my passion at the time as a a young man most of young men's passions i suppose is uh sex and sexuality and pleasure and um i went on a bit of a transformative journey uh, on my own life overcoming some of my own sexual difficulties and saw the impact that it had on my relationships with my body my relationships my partner and I thought geez I, I think this is uh, necessary uh, and I, I saw the, the impact that the lack of sex education had on on the other people in my life and I thought there's there's a real need for this and uh, and and kind of pursued that and studied at Curtin sexology at Curtin and some other things and yeah really uh, really uh, found my my footing in this in this world and it's been really great actually yeah, so good. you're telling me putting a condom on a banana in grade five there's, there's <laughs> more to enough. it <laughs> it doesn't do it, it doesn't, it doesn't do the trick. <laughs> I thought I was doing it right, to be honest. So, so you've given us, we've got um, the Love Honey Group's come out with the 2024 sex trends report. The five biggest sex trends we'll see in 2024. Let's start off mm. AI personalization. So, the emergence of more intelligent technology in sex toys ah. and platforms mm. which aid relationships. What are we talking about here? Because we've got all sorts of toys that we yeah. know about, and you know, there's remotes, and you can, you know, you can play with your partner and all that. What, what? That's just a general, like I would assume a lot of people know. What are the things that your general person's like? Oh, I didn't know that mm. existed. Sure. Well, the two major ways that AI personalization is going to impact our sex and relationships is the first is going to be through chatbots and uh you might be familiar with some some chatbots that are already in existence people are you know playing around with chat gpt and things like that well there's going to be at least in our uh anticipation and expectation is like sexuality related ones oh. which may offer some sex education or sex positive messaging you know people that maybe don't feel comfortable speaking to another person okay. out yeah. their uh sex life you know that maybe oh. have a lot of shame and anxiety around actually opening up to another person can find it a little bit easier to speak to uh, something that's been pre-programmed. And that's that's where the important piece of the puzzle is, is like making sure that the information that's being inputted into these chatbots in the first place is accurate and sex positive and uh, focusing on medically accurate information so that the output is going to be beneficial to the people that are using it. Uh, We're seeing people people that are... Are people just going to get in there and just go, I want filth on this, this, this and this though and also use it that way? 
Mm. I think I think there's always uh, opportunities to exploit technology like yeah. this, right? Mm. I use the term filth for... in a positive manner yeah, yeah. as well, though. Too, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, yeah, yeah and, and we're seeing people use like this technology for um, like AI girlfriends. There's a bit of fear mongering around that that it's going to replace mm. real people. I don't think that's necessarily mm. the case. Nah. I think we've got to take into consideration that the the increase in loneliness and isolation that people are feeling in the world, and so having an opportunity to express their emotions, their feelings to to, to something, someone, you know, that maybe that's uh, AI generated could be beneficial for then helping them build the social skills to go out and actually meet people in real life. That's one yeah. of the opportunities that's available. That's uh, so that, that's like one avenue. The other one is like the much more personalized experiences that come from sex toys that are connected to uh, AI algorithms, let's say. So if you're using a toy and it's collecting information about your sexual experience, then it's going to be able to learn what you Whoa. like, learn what, you learn what your desires and fantasies are, and be able to better meet your sexual needs and desires. Um, that, yeah, yeah it's, that's, it's, wow. And what's concerning to me a little bit about that is like, where is that data going, right? So if it's uh, connected oh, to the internet, that's oh. going to be problematic, of course. <laughs> no, I was just kept, getting really like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. If it's in-house and like it's, it's you know, stored on the, on the device locally, yeah then I don't think there's any necessarily yeah. any issues with that. I think it's just meeting pleasure needs that maybe another person or other things can't meet. I think that's totally fine. But I think it becomes mm. an issue when we talk about data privacy. Yeah, mm. yeah. Now, Cam, number two on the list is embracing your uh, sexual self at every age. Uh, mm. This one, Sean's a bit nervous to ask. Yeah. Both his parents went overseas <laughs> recently together. How old, how old should you still be having sex? Uh, as, as old as you want. Uh, there's there no age limit that... They definitely uh, were, Sean. definitely do, Sean. I think as long as you're experiencing pleasure and, you know, we get wrapped up in what sex looks like and, and for mm. a lot of people, like, it has to look like a, a penis in a vagina or it has to look like a certain sexual act. Uh, but that, that changes over time because our bodies change, our capabilities change. A lot of people as they age also require a disability, which is you know something to be mindful of. And so sex doesn't always look the same, but as long as it's pleasurable and it's enjoyable and it's connecting for the people that are involved, it doesn't matter how old you are as long as you're, you're having fun. And you're saying too, like, you know, people think of sex and they think, oh, this into that, pretty mm. basic sort of, well, not basic, but that's, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. you know, it's the thing that comes to mind. Outer course. Mm. Yes. When, when we're not doing this into that and it's it's all okay. just sort of, you know, how would you explain uh, surface that? Surface areas. Yeah, surface areas. <laughs> over the clothes, maybe not over right. the clothes, but yeah. not going right in there, yeah. so An old-fashioned dry humping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if that's if that what floats your boat, then that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's essentially anything that isn't penetration-oriented, right? Okay. So out of course uh, is... The, the principle, I, I suppose, of it is like diversifying and adding variety to your sexual experiences, both alone and with a partner, right? Like you can think about uh, sex that doesn't involve a penis and a vagina. For example, if there's no penises involved, then obviously a penis isn't going to go into a vagina, depending no, on sure. that couple no. is. Uh, so adding in more variety to your mm. sex life. I like to think of it as like adding things to your erotic menu, right? You've got this okay. menu of things you can menu. choose from when you're turned on. And for a lot of people, there's only one dish on that menu. Sometimes which is, it's uh, just you know, bar snacks. Yeah. And you need yeah, more. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you just want some sides or you just want to have drinks. You know, you're not actually ready for a big meal. Uh, so it's just adding things you can choose from. And, and so incorporating toys or incorporating different types of touch or different types of, you know, sexual stimulation that maybe doesn't even involve the genitals can be things to diversify 
your uh, sexual experiences and, and add variety to your sex mm. life because variety is the spice of life and it's the spice of your sex life as well. Now, I hope my wife's not listening to number four. Yeah, we'll get to the last two, mate. Number four, I hope my wife is not listening to this. Mm. Relationship sabbaticals, taking short breaks from committed relationships. Yeah, how does that look? How does right. that work? Right. Well, this is a part of a trend, a larger trend, I suppose, of people uh, exploring different relationship dynamics, right? So people are probably familiar with... Uh, you know, open relationships and polyamory, it's becoming a bit more talked about in the mainstream. And so there's this larger trend of people exploring different types and styles of relationships, which work for them, not getting so trapped into, uh, you know, very historical, traditional relationships that maybe haven't been super positive for them in the past or mm. haven't actually been, you know, uh, they're not compatible with our modern day lifestyles. So the relationship sabbatical is within that trend. It's this idea of taking a short period of time away from your partner to maybe focus on some personal growth, focus on some goals, focus on some self-discovery, and then coming back. And, and the important part about this is like there's clear communication, there's boundaries, there's agreements, there's a lot of yeah. work that goes into creating a situation where that can be a positive, beneficial, healthy thing for that particular couple. And again, it's about that subjective experience. Not every couple is going to be open to it or it's going to be beneficial for them. It's something that you know certain couples might like to explore with the help of maybe a third party like a sex therapist or a relationship counsellor, like someone who can help them facilitate that experience. Yeah, so it's not like just school out for summer, oh, go for your life, yeah, and, yeah, and then we'll yeah, reconvene yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. I've got the side piece. It becomes my uh, not side piece for a period. And finally, we've got holistic sexuality, exploring sexual satisfaction through both the physical and mental, oh. which you sort of covered off at the start there about sort of knowing yourself, understanding yourself, understanding your partner or the, the other person that's in your life. Where else can, where can we go to uh, get more details on this, Cam? Well, uh, you can head to the Love Honey uh, website and there's some beautiful uh, ways of exploring your sexuality through the products and the, the toys that they've got available. But one of the things I want to really emphasize here is that like sex is uh, inherently emotional, right? Like I, I think that there's a bit of a narrative around sex being this purely physical thing. It's purely based on pleasure. And sure, pleasure is a really important part of it. It should be the cornerstone of your sexual experiences, both solo and with other people. But I think incorporating our emotions and our sensuality and our, our eroticism into our sexual experiences is going to be what adds to our sexual satisfaction, both in the immediacy and in the long term. It's going to make sure that we have a thriving sex life, both solo and partnered for the rest of our life, right? Is be, being able to like recognize that it is, it's an important part of our life, regardless of how much or how little or how kinky or how vanilla your sex actually is. Mm. Now, mate, before we let you go, last one from us. Uh, if you're a betting man, would you say Sean's parents in Singapore did it or not? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea what you're talking about, man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> on holiday, that we know statistically that's where a lot of the sex happens. Oh. Yeah, rabbits, rabbits. Cam Fraser from Love Honey. You can look up his work on that website. There. Thanks for all the info, Cam. I want to try out a couple of these. Cheers to the chat this morning. No worries at all. Thanks for having me.